And so the number that you see on the portfolio, if you own these bubble stocks, is an inflated number. Whereas when you have physical silver and it's still outperforming stocks since 2000, 2001, where is the actual money that you own? It is real. Well, hello there, my friends. Rafi here from The Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. And there's a lot to talk about today. First of all, I'm going to zoom out on miners in general, not even precious metals miners, but you wouldn't expect it. But the biggest mining company in the world, BHP, has reached a record high stock price. And will gold and silver follow? Of course they will once the precious metals start to outpace other commodities, which will happen at the peak of a monetary crisis. Second, somebody just bought $230 million worth of physical gold on January 11th. Third, registered silver is falling once again on the COMEX. We have reached another low. It's been a while and the stocks have been stagnant for a few months since silver started to climb. We're also seeing silver supplies stagnate on the LBMA where the fall stopped, but there isn't any new silver coming in. Same with the COMEX. Meanwhile, in Japan, Japanese government bond yields are crashing against the new Bank of Japan 50 basis point ceiling. And why is that important? Because Japan is the biggest debtor in the world in relation to its economy. And finally, we're going to take a look at the long term picture of silver versus stocks, which is more important than just the shape of it which is also important for technical reasons, but there is something hidden in the message of the ratio between silver and stocks that will become obvious once the run on the dollar begins. This silver report is brought to you by Fortuna Silver Mines, and we have some funny news with them this week. This news came out on January 5th, and it is quite hilarious, and there is a chance that it may have impacted negatively the stock price, but for very silly reasons, and I'll read this paragraph, subsequent to the grant of the Environmental Impact Authorization Extension, meaning they got a 12-year extension on their permit for the mine, that was on December 16th, 2021, Semernot suggested that it had made a typographical error in the EIA extension that the correct term was two years. Well, they wrote 12 by accident. That one was a typographical error. And through the entire court case where this was confirmed and the 12 year extension was confirmed by the courts, now they say, oops, it was a typo. The only thing I'm trying to point out here is that these silly challenges will almost certainly be overturned and the 12 year extension will be confirmed and any damage to the stock price will be quickly reversed when that happens. And so if you're looking to increase or initiate a position in Fortuna, you might have one silly discount and I don't know how long it's going to last for. Anyway, on to this week's silver report. First of all, we have here the stock price chart of BHP, of BHP Group Limited, which is the largest mining stock by market cap in the world. BHP, you can see here the long-term chart from 2008 until late 2020 was in, uh, looks like a 12, 13 year bear market. It broke out during the COVID printing of 2020. And now it is at an all time record high at around $67 a share. And so we see that mining companies can have protracted bear markets as gold and silver have been stuck in for quite a while, but eventually they do break out. And in the case of gold and silver, especially silver miners, it is going to break out 
like never before when the precious metals start outpacing other metals like iron and nickel and aluminum, etc. But where precious metals stocks differ from base metal stocks is that when the demand for precious metals starts to infiltrate the monetary sphere, the demand goes up much faster than commodities, than usable, consumable commodities, because all of a sudden everyone in the world needs precious metals as money, whereas the demand for consumable commodities and base metals is always generally fluid and liquid, while the demand for precious metals skyrockets suddenly when the monetary medium of the money substitutes dies. And I spotted this today, which is January 11th, on the COMEX gold page, which shows the spot contract for January gold, which is this month, the spot contract deliverable immediately. Somebody bought $230 million of physical gold yesterday because they opened up 1,240 contracts of here. This is the open interest for the 2023, January 2023 contract back in December. It was more active because it wasn't a spot contract. And then as it becomes spot gold, the open interest falls as deliveries are made, as you see that here, and the open interest falls very, very low. And all of a sudden, wham, somebody bought a whole bunch of spot contracts to be delivered immediately. Whether they will be delivered, we will find out by the end of the week. Most likely they will, because why would somebody buy so many spot contracts if they aren't looking for delivery? Because they're buying it within the delivery window. Who is doing this? It doesn't make any sense unless they wanted the physical gold. And you see here the spike here in volume in this contract. It just it's it shows that whoever bought these wants the physical. And we can see here that on the gold page of the CME, which shows the volume changes here, we see 122 deliveries yesterday in January 2023. So open interest should have fallen by at least 122 because those contracts close out. But you see here the change of 1,101 in open interest in the spot contract. This is not the active futures, this is the spot contract. And so if you take 1,101 and you add 122 to it, you get 1,223 contracts that all happen on January 11th. What is going on? We'll find out soon. And now here is the registered silver supplies on the COMEX. We see here that we have had another fall this week down to 33.2 million, which is a low for this cycle starting at silver squeeze. And we've had a little bit of a hiatus here as the registered supply started to uh, stabilize around November around when silver bottom, but now it appears possibly that the drain is continuing. We've gone from about 38 million to 33 million in the past two weeks. Let's see if we can keep falling. We're seeing the same thing on the LBMA. Here's the gold supplies. Uh, this came out earlier this week on January 5th, I believe, or January 8th, whatever it was. And we see that the gold supplies are still falling. Uh, slightly. I think they were down another 1.2% or so. And the silver supplies are still at an all-time low. And they rose, I think, 0.07% by a few hundred thousand ounces. But it really was nothing in the context of what's been going on. So as silver has bottomed out, the spot price has bottomed out, we would expect that the LBMA supplies would rise, but they haven't. And we'll see what happens as silver keeps rising. Now I want to move to Japan. Japan is important because it is a humongous debtor and it will be a key domino that falls in the debt collapse of the entire monetary pyramid. So we see here 
that Japan made big waves when the Bank of Japan decided to raise interest rates on its yield curve control policy to 50 basis points from 25 basis points. And that was a big surprise for everyone. Bank of Japan backing off its humongous money printing, gargantuan money printing, world record setting money printing that has been doing it. It has been the biggest money printer of the world, way more aggressive than the Fed. And that ceiling was established at 50 basis points over here. And gold and silver responded very well to that. And now we're seeing up here that the new ceiling at 50 basis points is being challenged again. How long is that ceiling going to have to be challenged before the Bank of Japan backs off again? And why would they back off? Because if they try to maintain that ceiling for too long, they're going to have to keep buying and buying bonds until they own the entire bond market, which is what was happening over here. They were buying record amounts of bonds to maintain the 25 basis point ceiling. And now you see that how long did this ceiling last as the market was hitting up against it? from around September to the end of 2022. So about three months, a little less than three months. How long is it going to take for the 50 basis point ceiling to be smashed up against until the Bank of Japan backs off again and precious metals move higher? Well, here's a zoom in. The 50 basis point ceiling has been challenged since January 6th, pretty much constantly. Here's that line. We're now at 0.511 basis points. So we're already over. And this is January 11th. So who knows what happens today by the time you're watching this. But my assumption is that if this ceiling gets hit for about two or three months, maybe even less, then the Bank of Japan is going to have to move again. There's going to be serious monetary earthquakes exactly where they're going to extend to. We'll have to see. And now, this final chart I've shown before, but I want to give a different perspective on it slightly. This is silver versus stocks. So I understand that silver versus stocks has been in a bear market since 2011. I get that. We all know that. That is not to be denied. However, if you look from the beginning of the gold and silver bull market in 2000, 2001, this means that physical silver has outpaced stocks, outpaced the NASDAQ, outpaced all those bubbles since 2000 because we're still decidedly higher than we were back in the low. Now, I'm not trying to give an apology or an apologetic you know, polemic rant on why silver is better than stocks because, oh, at least since 2000, I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying here is that when you have physical money, physical silver in your possession versus stocks, the people that own stocks, and let's say they've owned stocks since, uh, let's say the silver top and they're doing so well, et cetera, et cetera. And they're outpacing silver holders by so much and they're partying and all the silver bugs are like, oh my God, why did I do that? Well, what do they really have? The question at the top of this chart says silver versus stocks, where are the dollars that stock portfolios represent? So when you're up in stocks and you have all these stocks in your portfolio and you're doing so well, where are the dollars that those stocks represent? Do they even exist? And the answer is no, they don't. Because when people cash out, that is when the stock prices fall. And so the number that you see on the portfolio, if you own these bubble stocks, is an inflated number. Whereas when you have physical silver and it's still outperforming stocks since 2000, 2001, where is the actual money that you own? It is real. Everything that you own is actually real. Whereas every, whereas most of the value that these stock owners, silver minimalists, we could call them, own, doesn't even exist. And despite the fact that precious metals owners, particularly silver owners, actually have in their possession the physical money and equity owners actually own very little of that because it's all fractional reserve. Despite that, silver is still 
outperforming stocks since 2000. And now as equities continue to evaporate because we're still in a deflation that is caused by the rising interest rates in a monetary sense, even though consumer prices are still rising, obviously, physical silver will outperform equities much faster. And this bear market that we've been in since 2011 will end if it hasn't ended already. And there is one hint that it has ended. We have here since 2018, these three little circles. This is a triple bottom that has a marginal break to the downside. When triple bottoms break, they usually break hard because you have a lot of shorts that pile in at these areas, but they haven't. You see a marginal break here in 2022, September 2022. This has been silver bottom that has been going up ever since and now is above the 200-week moving average, that red line, which during a bear market, you almost never see going up except for here, which was the COVID printing uh, craziness over here. Here we have, again, a triple bottom, marginally broken, which means it's probably not going to go any lower in this bear market since 2011, which turned out to be an 11-year bull market appears to be over. And the last thing I want to cover today is the Swiss National Bank. The Central Bank of Switzerland reports a $143 billion loss, its largest ever. First paragraph here, the Swiss National Bank said Monday it was anticipating a $143 billion loss for 2022, the steepest loss in the bank's 116-year history. All central banks are losing money, almost all. All the consequential ones, all the big ones are losing money big. And when central banks lose money, their units of liability crash. And you see eventually hyperinflation as the only way that they can stop their losses is through printing. And losses by central banks mean the loss of purchasing power by the people who use their units of liability as a medium of exchange. 2023 is going to be the year of central bank losses and central bank losses translate into currency devaluation. This is Rafi of The Endgame Investor. If you enjoyed this video, then you can follow me on my YouTube channel, which is getting pretty fun. Or you can sign up to be an Endgame Investor with a two-week free trial of The Endgame Investor. Link in the description below. And you can become my patron on Patreon, where I give a biblical angle to what is going on in the monetary universe today. Thanks, guys. And I'll see you next week.